Hello and welcome to the Above Average Podcast, the only AA meeting worth attending. We're the refuge for the slightly above average. I'm your host, Link, and with me as always is my co-host, Tenem. Tenem, it's been a while. I know. It's been like... The entire four, length of the quarantine. Four months? <laughs> yeah. Like, back when you saw me, like, I had, like, super cropped hair because I just had a job interview and, like, no beard. Fresh shave. Exactly, yeah. Fresh... Baby face. Look, yeah, looked like a 12-year-old neo-Nazi on my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta change that. No, I know I do at some point, but like, and my the marketing person at my last company changed my uh, or gave me my LinkedIn profile picture, and I've just used the same one ever since. You made it for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we, we we all got our company pictures taken one day, and they just and I've just kept it ever since. But I'm like 22 in the picture, but it's the only picture of me in a suit where I'm not like sweating buckets because I'm at a ball or something like that. Just get them to Photoshop it. Like Photoshop a beard onto me or or, or a blazer? Is this no? No, I'm wearing I'm wearing like a, I mean now like you can just have a t-shirt on and like oh, okay. take a I picture see. and you can put a suit on you. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I I thought you were saying like Photoshop a beard on me, just like fix it in post <laughs> of my of my profile. Fix it in post. Fix it in post. That's 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 what we're doing. Everything here we're fixing in post. I thought we were gonna. So I thought we were going to, like, you know, try and start out with a topic or something. But then, like, I just started doing my po- my official podcast Twitter. And, uh, Fun. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, who to follow to get started. I'm just browsing through. I, just out of spite, I don't really want to follow the Kardashians. I don't, I don't uh, Wiz Khalifa, I'll follow you. You, you draw a line at uh, Kim Kardashian, but Wiz... Yeah, Wiz, I'll, I'll follow Wiz. Wiz gets a follow. Well, Wiz Khalifa actually works. <laughs> like, Wiz, I, I can't name anything he actually sings, but, you know, I, I imagine he actually works for his money. <laughs> like, it's just, uh, yeah, that's, that's it. Or LeBron, New York Times. Oh. I mean, LeBron's not working right now, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess no one's really working right now. Okay, I can't follow anyone. Everyone's canceled. Everyone is 100% canceled, especially you, Obama. I'll follow you. I'm not following Obama anymore. He he doesn't... He's not president anymore. I don't care what he does. Not, not even Michelle Obama? No. I, no Obamas? What What has Michelle Obama done? <laughs> I, I can't follow Michelle Obama. Like, seriously. Like, I, I mean that completely unironically. Like, what what actually has Michelle Obama done? Like... You guys gotta follow her on Twitter. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's just like, like, you know, I'm not saying she's a bad person or anything. It's just like, I'm, I'm just like not. Not worth a follow. Not, yeah, not really <laughs> interested in like what, in in like the, you know, the updates of their daily life. Like that's, it's just like, yes, yes, you're doing really well and your life is much better than mine. Thank you. That's the, it's why I can't follow like the, the rich kids of Instagram for that either. It just makes me feel bad. Like I. That's why you oh, get a TikTok account. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. One thing I learned from this is, like, Global News has a TikTok account, which means, like, I'm, I'm just imagining someone doing, like, the, the Fortnite dances, but, like, in front of, like, Syrian refugees. Three million refugees are currently living in Lebanon or something yep, like you that. You gotta learn how to floss somewhere. <laughs> yes. It's like, pay attention, kids. This is how you make money in the West. <laughs> we'll make you stars. That's how we're getting you out of here. I was actually at a refugee, or I wasn't at the refugee, drove by a refugee camp on the Syrian border, and I, like, right now I kind of feel bad. I 
didn't teach them valuable skills like being influencers. But I don't know. yeah, exactly. I, I feel that just makes me feel like a genuinely bad person. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a, that's a problem that started. But uh, yeah, no. So the so just browsing through like people's twitters. Everyone's got their blue checks on. Uh, got to be uh, verified. Exactly. Got to be verified. So so wait, who who did you say was canceled? Uh, oh yeah. So yeah, can't. Kim Kardashian is canceled in my book just just for not working. But uh, uh, this 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 is something that's been on my mind. So you know, a lot of people are taking down statues and stuff. And I was just thinking, how bad does a person have to be before you you don't get a statue anymore? Like obviously Hitler doesn't get a statue. Like even if like even if it's like memorializing him for making the autobahn, you can't have a statue of Hitler. Like right, I, right. I, I, I totally agree with that. But like, you, you know, some people will say like, Oh, Abraham Lincoln was bad to native Americans. So no statues of Abraham Lincoln. That, that, I don't know if I'm on board with that, but uh, like, I don't know. What do you think? I, I'd like a, I have a line myself, but uh, what, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, everyone either getting canceled or their statue being torn down or, <laughs> But uh, I, I think that the I have the optimal way to determine if someone deserves to have a statue. And that is, if the worst thing they ever did is in the first paragraph of their Wikipedia page. <laughs> that, that is objectively the right thing. I mean, do. you can change your Wikipedia. That's true. So smart people will be changing their Wikipedia page. But, you know, Winston Churchill's definitely too dead for that. Well, just like how people are <laughs> changing their Twitter profiles. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what do you mean by that? Well, because of the whole cancel culture, everyone's kind of changing their bios. And oh, right. Their tweets of like insane. combing through ten years of like what you did, you know, <laughs> after middle school to like delete middle school Facebook. You like they have to like go back and delete every joke they ever Make made sure, about right. gay like, people or something. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So yeah. No. But but Edward. Uh, so. Uh, I think I think this my system works the best just because so uh remember the statue in Bristol like the one they dragged into the harbor Edward yep. Colston so Edward Colston uh is uh, not fondly remembered because I believe he was the founder of the British West Africa company or otherwise really involved in the slave so let's let's just check his uh all right here we go so we're checking his wikipedia page now so uh, the first sentence, Edward Colston, was an English merchant, philanthropist, and Tory member of parliament who was involved in the Atlantic slave trade. First sentence, boom. He, he doesn't get a statue. He, he gets canceled. He, right, no right, statue right. for him. Nope. No statue for him. Like, and whereas, like, Winston Churchill would be, like, prime minister of England, and then, like, later down is, like, causer of the Bengali famine and founder of the Black and Tans statue. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So he, he gets a statue because, like... You know the the anti Catholic death squads are further down the list. <laughs> so yeah, so, so you know, good old Winston still gets his statue uh, outside of Parliament. I th I think I think that's fair. I mean, yeah, based on the Wikipedia. Yeah, exactly. Wikipedia knows all. Like Wikipedia is like is the is the arbiter of knowledge. So I I understand you wanted to talk about uh, auto the automated email you got. So. We have a dispute over whether or not... You explain it. Yeah, I mean, like, with applying jobs, people are unemployed. A lot of them are unemployed right now. And, you know, just the thought of um, getting a rejection email. Like, are they all automated? The one that I got was seemed genuine. But then when you read it and we both read it, it seemed like it was definitely a robot wrote it. And it just seemed that they're trying to kind of fake 
being sincere when they're actually not. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, it's the next level of rejection email. So like, you know, some of you have experienced this before where like, I don't know, you apply for a job at a bank and, you know, two minutes later, the algorithm that decides you're not experienced enough automatically sends you a rejection notification is like, hello, your name. Within minutes. Yeah, within minutes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, really generic email. It's obviously based on a template and maybe they'll try and insert your name once into the email, like, hello, your name. And uh, I always notice it's automated because, like, I have, I always put my first name and my middle name, so it will say, like, hello, Lake Eric. So that, that's that's how I know it's a robot. It's like, but, how did you know my middle name? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. But so, like, the email you showed me, that was an interesting one because it was from the president of the company. Right, and it had my name, like, four times in it? Yeah, so that's what tipped me off. So, uh, so on the one hand, it, it's it's from an actual person's actual email. It's not a generic do not reply HR email. So it, it is actually the honest to God email of the president of this company. It is their name at the company's name dot com. Uh, but you, as you mentioned, uh, how many what how many times was like it? Four or five times. Four or five times. So in their email, uh, they said they listed Tenem's name a name a bunch of times. So. It was like, hello, Tenem. And that's normal. People will say your name once in an email. At least in the headline. Exactly, yeah. So, But they'll they'll never say your name like three times or like in the body of the email. Right. Like that's something only a robot would do. It's like, and it's only ever at the beginning and the end of sentences. So it's like, uh, uh, we're excited to receive your application, Tenem. So it's... In normal conversation, you just don't really refer to people by their name. You you might at the beginning. Maybe once. Yeah, maybe once, but definitely not. This was too many times, which is why I think it was an automated email. But uh, what is it? So this was, that's my Turing test. If you, if you say someone's name too often, like that, that means you're a robot. (laughs) It's trying too hard to, to humanize yourself. Yeah. I mean, like. It's great when you get, like, sincere ones from, like, an actual human being. Unfortunately, you didn't make the cut, but this one just seemed, at first, genuine, and then once you, it's like, wait. Yeah, it's like an abstract painting. Like, the more you look at it, the more is wrong with it. <laughs> you just can't look at it, too. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I just thought of that right now. Like, why is your name, like, if it was not a template, you'd think, like, your name, I don't know, might be in, like, the middle of sentences and yep. not the beginning or end. Like that makes me think it's like some kind of script that's doing it. But uh, it, this also made me think like, have have you ever been, in, how often do you, if you're in a relationship with someone, do you refer to them by their name? Never. Yeah, exactly. It, like not even once. I don't, I, like I only ever refer to my girlfriend as Jenny, like kind of to make fun of her. Like if I'm doing like a Forrest Gump impression, I'll do like, I love you, Jenny. Like, like something like that. But yeah. I'll never like say like, Jenny, can you do this? I'll just say like, Hey, can you do this? Or you, you know, wh- whatever it is. But it seems unnatural to call someone by their name, right? Even in the, in the workforce, it's just like you need someone. You might say their name, but you yeah, yeah, at the beginning, but not like in the middle of the sentence. That just sounds unnatural. Right. But th- this led me to the startling conclusion that you know I could be in a relationship for basically years and not have to know the person's name malva yeah exactly (laughs) so yeah exactly so the episode of seinfeld where jerry doesn't know her name he could have he could have kept that up forever 
Like it, 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 there's not one situation that's really brought up where you'd need to know her name. Like until, I don't know, introducing her to your parents or something like that, or talking to, talking about her to other people. That would be a problem, but uh, you know, you could make it work. So you, you, the viewers, I challenge you to next time you go on a date with someone, like try and see how long you can last without learning their name. Like just see if it works. It, It might, who knows? It might even like add like an element of mystery. Maybe you don't like hate the person as much if they do something wrong because you don't have a name for them in your head. Their name might be Dolores. Yeah, it's probably just Dolores. <laughs> Never know. Yeah, that was. I thought that was a stretch. That's that's like uh, it, people who don't have bad names like me. Like yep. They don't understand what it's like to actually have a bad name. Like, kids will be able to make fun of anything. Like, no matter what your name is. Like, if your name is, like, Ben, they'll come up with something that rhymes with it that I can't think of off the top of my head. Or constantly mispronounce your name and add vowels. Exactly. Hey, Bean. (laughs) Adding two E's or extra consonants. Yeah, well, you know, your your name's vaguely foreign. It's a, sure, but like, it's... Do people have trouble with that all, all the time? All the time. Yeah, yeah. All the time. Yeah, I rem- Especially the kind of uh, Caucasian individuals <laughs> who... I don't know why, but they'll just add E's and I's and just different letters. And Yeah, yeah. That is, yeah, it's, it doesn't... Because it, Tanum's not really a hard name... At least not to spell it. It's not like, you, you know, like a super long name. It's not, doesn't have a lot of syllables. doesn't have a lot of letters that shouldn't be there. It's a... Five letters, two syllables. Exactly. What, what was the one everyone back at work called you uh, back when we worked at Firm? Uh, it was a, a Tanee. Extra ease. Tanee. I don't, I don't know what it is about that one. That, was, that one just kind of stuck. You just got to put them in their place. Like, nope. <laughs> not doing work for you. <laughs> ask, okay, the, but... ask the other brown guy <laughs> there was another brown guy okay oh yeah oh yeah because yeah the so yeah we had an it guy who was uh who was indian and he quit like kind of shortly before you left and you weren't the it like for viewers listening tanum was not the it guy but because tanum arrived you know around the same time our previous the new guy, IT guy. Like, yeah, everyone thought he was the new IT guy. The new IT experience. <laughs> exactly. That that is the extent of diversity at that. So diverse. At that office. Yes, exactly. It's it's just yes, you can be you can be IT people. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, I I can't say anything because like we had an intern and I could never remember his name and I and I just dyslexicked up his name all the time and to this day I I still kind of. Get refer it to him. Yeah, so I always refer to him as Yeah, so his so his name is uh is Tofik. Uh which I, I don't know how to spell that, but Tofik. And I called him Fatik once. Nice. Like mixed up the F and the T. And I just after that point I could not remember which way was right. I'm sure he loved it. <laughs> he, he loved being Fatik. I did I ever call him that to his face? He did. Oh damn. Now I feel bad. All the poor interns at that company. I mean, everyone nicknames their co-workers at first. That's true. Okay, you probably just thought I was being a dick and giving him a nickname and not just, like, 
And the fact I'm that he was an intern. Mispronouncing his name. Right. Uh, no, but I, I love that kid because he was like, like all the other kids knew someone at the company. Like, you, you know, but, you know, he was, he, he, he like was there on his own initiative. So I, I, I respected that. He was my uh, number one stapler. <laughs> Man, I love having interns. Like You, you gotta just, delegate somehow. Exactly. Like, you can just give them whatever you want. It's great. Like, well, you, know, you know, not something they could screw up too badly, but like... Yeah. Some of the interns screwed up stapler. Yeah, that's... That's uh, why he was my number one stapler. <laughs> yes. Topic, if you're listening, you are, you are a number one, number one stapler. <laughs> that's why I gave him the stapler award. Yeah. You just you just stole a stapler from the office and just I wrote gave number one. Oh, okay, good, good. Yeah, as long as he knows. Yeah, that was that was ah, oh, that was good. Yeah, I I just I I I'm now get, just getting my interns to check my work, like do all the tedious. Did like, you the interns were? Yeah, 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 yeah. They 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 uh they had uh well we have like two interns for our team. And they just say, like, uh, hey, if you got any work for the interns, they'll be happy to do it. And, you know, the interns don't really do a lot all day, like, which is, like, not their fault. They're just not really, like, delegated tasks. tasks. Yeah. So, you know, they're really happy to have work because otherwise they're bored out of their minds. And I'm sure they're, like, doubly bored because now they're everyone's starting and it's COVID and they've probably never even been to the office. Like, they've probably been to the office once to... uh pick up their laptops that's about it or seen co-workers yeah exactly so uh, i know i started my new job recently and uh literally the first day of the lockdown yeah, you started right when covid hit yeah exactly like march uh, march 17th and i was there one day picked up my laptop met two people from my office and then i was home and so that that transition's been interesting like especially considering i never worked from home before but you know, you're you're Mr. High Roller. You worked from home before. It's it's definitely not for everyone. You can get easily distracted, especially if you have kids or maybe some people can't do it. I know a lot of people who actually just still work in their office and then they come home uh, even during COVID, and that's the only way they can get work done. Yeah, no, that I I can appreciate that just because it's hard to think of my uh, of your home space as a workspace. I know, like. It's fine for me because, like, I, you know, I always did homework at, at my desk in university, so that was fine. But uh, I, I took a trip uh, just to visit my mom, and I was trying to work while I was going there, not so I could not take any vacation time. And that just did not work at all. Yeah, a lot of people think just because you're at home that you're not working. Yeah, I mean, part of why it didn't work was because... You know, only my mother and I were actually working and the other, like, you know, like my sister, my stepdad and like no one else in the house was working at that time. So we were outnumbered by people who just wanted to like order pizza and sit on the deck. <laughs> so it's it's a little, it's much harder when you're outnumbered. Like living, living with someone else who works, that, that I find I can deal with. Because everyone's in their own quarters and. Yeah, especially if you. Yeah, if you have designated spaces, like I find, like th- that works. But if you're outnumbered by the people who don't work, then it's a non-working household. Like you know, just imagine if you're. It's like take your kid to work day. No every one, day. Yeah, exactly. No one actually works on take your kid to work day. Like you'll do like one or two maybe important things. At least that's what I got the impression of. You just take half the day and just take them out to lunch and. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah, exactly. I remember my mother took me on Take Your Kid to Work Day, and I was the number one stapler. <laughs> Gotta go to someone. Yeah, I think I, I, I think I loaded 
paper in the copier and stapled a few things, and that was about it. I, I think I tried to, like, get into the ceiling tiles or something. I feel like they need to issue, like, training programs whenever you're a new employee of how to use the company's uh, printer. Yeah, no, I, I... Everyone has problems, and everyone just will ask the no. person next to the printer, like, <laughs> do you know how to do this or send this? Like, no? No, yeah. And, For and, the first and then you accidentally become, like, the designated the expert. The printer guy. No, yeah. Wait, is, is that what happened to you? At Firm. <laughs> uh, what, and but, some other places uh, but i mean you, you know you're the marketing guy you're using the printer all the time make make flyers make handouts for the shareholders and stuff i'm not the it guy that's fair even though i was associated as the it guy at firm uh, yeah well, maybe it was that but but uh yeah uh, yeah <laughs> but i mean part of it was like i mean the printer like no one there is actually an expert on the printer. Like, the guy comes from outside the building to actually fix it. Like, we had to, like, call him. Once. Right. Yeah. Oh, shit. I just remembered, like, so, like I mentioned before, like, I don't, I've only been to the office once. Like, to basically to pick up my computer, learn about my passwords, and, like, you, you know, have the boss tell me, like, where to, you know, find my pay stubs. Right. Like, when I was working there, like, I had to tell someone how to use a phone. Yeah. Just like dial nine. Like, but but now I now I don't know like so I don't know how the phones work and I don't know how the printer works. So I'm a little screwed on that front for when we actually go back. Which I think. What do you think? Like it looks like at least not until next year. Yeah, it's not anytime soon. I yeah, I, I definitely think it's probably. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, if any, if we have anyone interested in playing the stock market, uh, the company that got. The contract from the U.S. government to produce the vaccine is called Novavax. Wait, is it called Novavax? No clue. Novavax. Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah. How do you how do you know that? Invest in Novavax. They have the vaccine, <laughs> or or don't like they might end up like getting the contract and then not actually end up making the exa- the the vaccine and. I, I don't know what would happen after that. I don't know anything about Novavax. Don't invest in Novavax. <laughs> <laughs> Great disclaimer. Yeah, exactly. Don't follow any of my investment advice. I don't know what I'm talking about. Everyone buy index funds. There we go. Yeah, that's the extent of my... So, um, you know, just a little bit of background on me. Like, I'm a finance guy. Like, I, you know, I, I work in securities and banking and accounting and whatnot. And so lots of people will come to me and ask me about ask me for advice on financial matters that I know nothing about. So like everyone's always trying to say like, uh, what stocks should I invest in? Just don't, <laughs> don't buy stocks. As someone who knows stocks. Yeah, exactly. As someone who buys, no, I don't even, I don't even think I know stocks, but you know, to the extent that I know them, don't buy stocks, buy, buy index funds. Don't, don't buy stocks. And you know, my aunt came to me, uh, what to invest in? No, 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 no. To, uh, uh, figure out the tax implications of my grandmother's will. Like, and my grandmother has 10 kids. And Very like, specific. Yeah, 10 kids, 20 grandkids, and like, none of them are accounts. I don't know how the hell that happened. Like, so I became, and I'm, I'm kind of like an under the radar middle cousin. So no one ever comes to me for advice. <laughs> You're the accountant. Exactly. So that was, that was jarring. Yeah. Anyone, anyone come to you like, for, I don't, know, I don't know, marketing? Like, how do I market this? <laughs> yeah, or like, make me a logo. Like, okay, okay. That, that that narrows it down. 
Okay, but you actually can like give. I, I get that that's like a big or, but you can actually make a logo. Yeah, but there's a lot more specifics. It's like if someone asks you do my taxes, there's going to be follow up questions. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. No, but what I more mean is like you know, given a certain amount of specifications, you could kind of figure out how to make a logo for a person. Right. There's just a lot of details that goes into it. No. Whereas, whereas like me, it's like, I, I don't work in estates or anything like that. I know nothing about people's wills. And then it's, pricing is a whole new issue with anything creative. It's just like, Oh, logos. So $25. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I actually, I have no idea how much it costs. <laughs> To design a logo. I, I mean, I probably wouldn't say $25. But, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say a person's name, but marketing guy, you can give me a logo? I'm like, no. <laughs> what do you mean? Wait, like, you mean just for, like, personal use? or Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Because, like, it was, a, it, was a, it was a funny time. Yeah. I, I think half of all workplace conflict is just people not understanding what other people do. Or, like, what's reasonable? You need to communicate, yeah, for sure. Like, if someone's new, maybe introduce yourself and what you do as opposed to, hey, uh, I need a couple copies of this, or <laughs> who are you? My my strategy is, like, always assume just everyone has authority over you until proven otherwise. Like, just, it, uh, I mean, you know, that uh, you're probably past that in your <laughs> career, but I'm not past that. I, I, I still ask questions like, why am I doing that? Who are you? That's You're an assistant? Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but, yeah, that's true. Also, the new guys always get taken advantage. That is true. Like, and you, you, you were also... You don't know the, who's who and what you're doing. Yeah, and you're, you're, uh, I, I guess, uh, what, what, what would I call it? Your duties and purview were kind of broad enough that you might not act, like, it, people could understand that they could come to you for certain things that they couldn't. Like, they might just think, like, oh, he's the marketing guy. Therefore, I can ask him to do anything marketing-related. Right. Like, not you know, even though it's, uh, you know, it's a lot more specified. So um, uh, so we were talking before about, like, uh, this, 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 there's this list going around. And it's the meals that represent every state in America. And as, as according to... Uh, What's the website? Yeah, it, it's just a BuzzFeed thing. But um, BuzzFeed. Yeah, yeah, BuzzFeed. We're, we're not above BuzzFeed here. Let's not pretend we are. But um, it's decided by the people who live there. And there's just a huge spread in quality. Like, I feel like if people had to, like, see what the other guys were doing. And it's like when you do a project and you, you do it a certain way. And then you find out other people went way beyond what you did. And your thing looks like a piece of shit. Like, there's a huge spread in quality of, like, what people do. So, like, you know, New Mexico's cuisine is, like, prime rib and shrimp. Sure, there's some clickbait involved. I mean, yeah, that too. But, like, so they probably just had to fill the list because, like, who knows what they eat in Kansas. But, um... Take that, Kansas. I mean, Kansas, for anyone wondering, Kansas is uh, chicken fried steak and mashed potatoes. So not bad, actually. But, uh, you know, Nevada's, like, prime rib and shrimp, casino food... Uh, Idaho's like uh, elk steak glazed in huckleberries. They but probably then, just Google and it's like, what's the state's favorite? That's true, but then you get to Connecticut and it's just like clam pizza, clam pizza. That, that, that's come to Connecticut. Yeah, that's. Would you go to Connecticut to no to eat clam pizza? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, but like, can you tell me what a garbage plate is? 
just like a well, from what I know, it's just like a mashup of different items. Oh, okay. That 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 narrows it down nicely. So is it a pasta dish or like? Is it... No, just I guess it depends on what kind of like what you're referencing. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so take that, Buzzfeed. Your list is a piece of crap. What is it? I don't see that. All right, another reason your list sucks, Buzzfeed, is you don't actually explain what the hell anything is. Like it, it has garbage plate, but it doesn't actually tell you what that means. Like, is that just their way of saying what an item is? Well, no, so they'll have, like, a descriptor, but then they'll say, like, they'll have a quote from someone saying, like, yeah, chicken fried steak is definitely Oklahoma's meal of choice, but then they won't actually explain to you what that thing is. Now, a lot of it's, like, kind of self-explanatory, like, you know, I know what clam chowder is, but, like, what the hell, what the hell is Runza, Nebraska? <laughs> it, it looks like some kind of, like, pocket sandwich or something, but, yeah, no, so this list was, like, not helpful in me learning about other cultures at all. <laughs> no. No, so uh, I'm just, I learned nothing about any other states. I learned there's like this mysterious food, but uh, I don't know. Garbage plate. Yeah, the garbage, the New York garbage plate. That's, is, 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 it's not a thing. You can't just go to a, any give, restaurant. Give me, give me the garbage plate. Give me the garbage plate. Get that garbage in here. No, <laughs> no it's, it's, it's just not going to work. Bust me. Oh, BuzzFeed, you let me down. I, I expected uh, I expected so much from you. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like I I mean part of it is like I, I don't know. It's a it seems like there's a like there there's a there's a negative correlation between how good your state is and how uh, good your dish is on the BuzzFeed list. So if you're a good state, you have a bad dish. And these pictures are, like, horrible of, like, I, what these dishes are. Okay, just for reference, everyone's looking at the clam pizza. So that, that's, uh... So, so you mentioned you wouldn't go to Connecticut for the clam pizza. Nope. So, uh, back to what we were talking about on, you know, cancel culture and whatnot. So some people want to rename uh, Columbus, Ohio, because it's named after Christopher Columbus, and, you know, people don't like Christopher Columbus. And they're also renaming the Washington Redskins. Okay, yeah, that that makes sense because that's actually like a racial slur. Well, even but. though he said he would never change the. <laughs> oh yeah, no, but he, oh, we all knew he was going to do it. Like, what, like that that'd be like calling your team like like someone in the '30s calling their team like the N words or something like that, and then like like they're, we all know they're not going to last into the 21st century with that name. Like at some point, it's going to change. I don't think he would have changed it unless because of what happened, but yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I don't think he was prompted. Like, uh, we're going with Redskins till I die. <laughs> yeah, that's it. the weird thing is, is like he's not like an old man who's owned the team forever. Like he he's a pretty young guy. It's a very weird choice. But uh, I actually once saw a high school football team called the Redskins. Same logo, same jerseys, and uh, but it, the the twist is this was on a Navajo reservation in Arizona. So like they they might as well call themselves the It's Okay When We Do It. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know is fair, but uh, but yeah, I mean there there's a lot of cost with change. No, I'm no, sure he's got the money for it. Exactly, they'll they'll be fine. But uh, but so back to Ohio. Um, one of the one of the more popular suggestions is that uh, they rename Columbus, Ohio, to Flavor Town. Guy Fieri. Yeah, because Guy Fieri's from Columbus, Ohio, and I gotta say, like, I have no interest in going to Columbus, Ohio. However, if they change their name to Flavor Town, USA. I might actually have to go. 
Like, you know, it, it feels like it would attract like all sorts of food festivals, like attract. It's not very dignified for People a state capital. People crossing tips and dying their hair. Yeah, wear flame decals. It'll be like 2005 all day, every day. Yeah. No, like, I, I would go to Flavortown. I wouldn't go to Columbus, Ohio, but I would go to Flavortown. And I'd be disappointed when Guy Fieri doesn't introduce himself. Yeah, show you. up with, like, a full rack of ribs and, like, a side it's of collard greens. <laughs> or, is that what he drives? I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I haven't seen any shows lately. Yeah, okay, me neither. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I know he has I've been a lot trying, of them. I've been trying to lose weight, so I, I, I can't. I can't, can't watch, watch Guy Fieri. I can't watch it. Yeah. So, I'll, but I'll make an exception going to Flavortown, USA. So you heard that here, Columbus. I will go to you if you change the name. If you change the name, yeah. Because oh man, Ohio's the Midwest is just weird because all the cities look the same. Like in, Indianapolis, Cleveland, and Columbus all look exactly the same. You've been there? Yeah, yeah, I've been to all three on the same road trip. They like they all have like you know this small downtown, like no condos, all office buildings, and like it's all about the same size. And the tallest building is always the Key Bank building, which is like a, like a regional bank for that everyone like, goes. To. Yeah, the like the Great Lakes region, and it's just I when I got to Columbus from uh, Cleveland. It, I, I just thought, like, wait, we must have made a wrong turn. But, oh, wait, but there's no Great Lakes here, so I guess this is Columbus. It's just Cleveland, <laughs> further inland. It was very weird. Cleveland rocks. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, that's the thing about Cleveland. Cleveland has the best museum I've been to in North America. Like, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is an amazing museum. Like, you ever been to a museum and there's only, like, you know, three things that are really cool? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So I've, I've been to a few museums and there's like... I haven't been to a lot of museums. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, no. So like if you go to a museum, you're going to be excited by maybe two or three things. Like if any at all. Whereas like every single thing at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is cool. Like it's like, uh, here's the couch Jimi Hendrix OD'd on. Here's the jacket John Lennon got shot in. Here's here's his guitar from the Love Inn in Montreal. Right. Yeah. No, it's it, like everything in the music like there's no filler in that museum it's just like high quality throughout it's a it's a i don't know it's like it's like a bowl of lucky charms but it's only marshmallows that's what that museum is and was like. it crowded when you went not like particularly it was, it, i mean it, cleveland's not a big city i don't think a lot of people go to cleveland or museum i mean in cleveland yeah that's fair well i mean it, it is the thing to see in cleveland you, you know i think i think that that's more like that's an indictment of Cleveland itself, not necessarily the museum. Yeah. But, you know, good for you, Cleveland, for having the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You gotta... You Put you on something. the map. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, 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 yeah, there's really, really no reason to go otherwise. But I, I was thinking, like, maybe Toronto should change its name to Flavortown, USA. No? No, no? no you, don't, you don't want to do it? Yeah. I, I'm just... I'm just there for the jokes, like, I, I want us to be called, like, Flavortown USA. Like, Flavortown, USA, Canada. Like, just, I'll never get mail again. Yeah, exactly. No more mail ever. <laughs> like, they can't send you junk mail if it's all going to the States. <laughs> like, that, that's, that, that's how I'm getting out of junk mail. You, that, that's, that's Toronto's fate. I believe in it. Yeah. You get a lot of junk mail, though. Yeah. I guess, yeah, you can't really do... Like like a random flyer thing with uh, COVID. Well, I guess you could. I'm, I'm trying to think. Like uh, you, you know, you can't. 
it's it's like it's such a weird concept now to just like litter in your house as a form of advertising. It's just like yeah. <laughs> stuff with my product on it. So much junk. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what happened there. This is not going to be a neat transition at all, but um, there's no segue for this at all. I was I was curious uh, the other day as to like who the highest paid president is. Like, who the highest paid head of state or head of government is in the world? You got a and, lot of time on your head. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. This, this is my COVID hobby, like, you know, going into Wikipedia freefall. So, uh, the first the first couple ones aren't very interesting. Like, you know, it's the king of Saudi Arabia. The king of Saudi Arabia gets, like, $9 billion a year. But that's because, like, the government is his personal property, yep. basically. So, like, his pay is... The company's pay. Everyone, everyone's just on allowance from the king. Uh, and, and then you got, like, the Queen of England, King of Thailand. And so, like, all the top ones are just just monarchs. Like, emperors, kings, sultans, yeah. what have you. And so, uh, the first republic you get on the list is Singapore. But I, I'm going to say Singapore also doesn't count. Because uh, Singapore's current prime minister is the son of the founder of Singapore. So... That no, that doesn't count. You You're a to, monarch. You get to buy exactly. You get to you get categorized with like the king of Jordan and the emperor of Japan. Like that that that's a monarchy, right? Yeah. But so so here's here's the interesting part. The highest paid world leader that who isn't a king is the president of Iraq. Mind blown. Mind blown. Yeah. So it, I'm just saying, I don't think he deserves to get paid that much. Why not? Well, so. First of all, I don't think they've done a very good job. <laughs> I don't think Iraq's very nice to visit. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I've never been to Iraq. I've seen Iraq from a distance, but never actually been. But I, I've not heard good things. Not on your bucket list. In which I'll, I'll, I'll be a little forgiving. A lot of that's not your fault. But I, I just don't think... Uh, it's a well-deserved salary. For for context, uh, the Iraqi president makes eight hundred thousand U.S. dollars a year, compared to the U.S. president who makes four hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, so this you, you know you could argue like Trump doesn't deserve the four hundred k. That's fine, but I'm just saying the president of Iraq probably does not deserve a salary that high. Like. You know, you've got to be a good country to justify. What are you trying <laughs> to say? <laughs> like, you got to be doing well to to justify a salary that high. I, I guess they're doing really well. Apparently. All right. If, if we're measuring how well you're doing based on salary, Iraq's doing great. But uh, it, and a few other interesting things on this list is that uh, you and I both make more money than a lot of world leaders. Uh for instance, the president, Xi Jinping, the president of China, officially only makes $22,000 a year. Take that, China. Take that, China. So, I mean, obviously, that's nonsense, though. Like, he... he They're obviously hiding something. Yeah, he's got to he's gotta make more money than that. He's got to have, like, you know, like, stock options in China or take something like TikTok that. money. <laughs> Get all that TikTok money. Yeah, all that TikTok money is going to... Is going to some fancy apartment. Global. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Global Global News' TikTok is going right to Xi <laughs> uh, Yeah, no. And, and then, like, but uh, a funny part is that uh, the chief executive of Hong Kong makes 500K, whereas Xi makes 22K. I don't think he'd let the leader of China 
make more money then. That just doesn't seem like something he'd allow. <laughs> Me too, movement. Exactly, yeah. I don't, no, I, I think that's, uh, that, that's like, that's a, like a vindication of, uh, of, of women's equality. Because yeah. you could say, like, of, of heads of state in China, women make ten times more than, than men. Because there's only the two people. Right. Yeah, Carrie Lam makes 20 times more than Xi Jinping. <laughs> Women, it's a huge inequality of wages. So, the, so you know, the funny part is, is like, there's not, there's not necessarily a correlation with how good your country is with how well paid your, your leader is. It's a, it's a weird list, but. A list nonetheless. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to, what to draw from this. Only that, like. You know, if if you want to be a president of any country, I would definitely recommend Iraq. Did you scroll this through like one of your breaks? Yeah, just yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I and I just I just thought like that that cannot be right. He cannot be the richest president. Then I realized it's probably hazard hazard. Pay COVID makes you scroll through weird shit. No, exactly. That's 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 probably the weirdest thing I've looked up during COVID. I mean, oh, except uh, my Chinese coworkers. Uh, made me look up uh, a Chinese slang term, which I should not have Googled on my work VPN, which is, uh, you ever heard this one? Wear a green hat. No. So I thought it was like, I had a vague, vague memory of it. Like that it was a, it was for a hat for a male prostitute. Okay. Like back in one of the dynasties, they made male prostitutes wear green hats. And it turns out it's kind of right. And it's like, Men who worked in the sex trade had to wear green hats, but these are like pimps. Uh, so to say uh, you wear a green hat, you're pimping out your girlfriend. So it, it, it's basically a way of saying you're a cuck. But so has anyone a worn hat. a green hat? Not at work. I mean, I wouldn't even know. <laughs> everyone's everyone's at uh, no Zoom meetings with green hats. No, no. Oh, my boss is great. He. Uh, he he just decided he he doesn't want to do uh, video Zooms. calls. Yeah, yeah, Zoom meetings are exhausting. No you, just, you just see everyone's personal life. You Ugh, just yeah. don't want to see it. Oh yeah, no. And some people are like super dolled up, and some just just don't give a fuck. And exactly. Then, I think my boss just wants to wear his pajamas all day, and that's why. Um, that that that's some why. Some people really it love it and need it because otherwise. Yeah. They just won't get up and do anything. I mean, yeah, but I I like it because like no one no one does the video part of the Zoom calls, which is great. Like I I can just wear a t shirt to work every day. I love the audio ones too. Yeah, audio audio ones are better. Phone but call, just just no video. Yeah, I don't need to see your face. No, yeah, I I don't want to see anyone's face. And but I do love when like people's personal lives just like invade their house. Dogs barking, babies crying. My favorite one is um, my uh, my buddy. Uh, he was on a Zoom call, and his uh, I, I'm not sure if it was his CEO or some executive at his company. And uh, his kid was like taking a lesson at Catholic school or something. He had to write an essay about it. And he said, "Yo, the Bible's fucking retarded." <laughs> <laughs> like right in the middle of the meeting, it was amazing. But uh, I, oh man, that. That kid is getting his ass kicked so bad after this. Like I, there is an ass whooping of a lifetime coming after this. I wish I was on that Zoom. Yeah, like it's it, like it's an ass whooping so legendary that I know about it. It's like you don't speak during the Zoom call. Well, also a lot of people don't know how to mute their mics because they haven't done it before. It's like once you minimize that, 
the call is over. They can't see you. And that's not the case. Yeah, they just let out a huge fart at or the end of it. Or go in the washroom or take a shower. <laughs> oh, Christ. The, the worst I ever had was like... Uh, like, I, it was the start of a Zoom meeting, and I think a guy turn, thought he turned off his mic and just let out a huge burp beforehand. I think there was some article or news of, like, some reporter or government official who had a Zoom Italian, and he just took the laptop in his washroom and took a shower, and everyone saw his joke. <laughs> and then he resigned after. What? Oh, that's not a... I mean, okay, maybe a little because bit. Because of the shame and, like, want to, like, represent the company negatively. I mean, oh, oh, from the company. Like, if it's a company, I kind of get it, but, uh, like... I don't think it was forced, though. He just did it because he felt bad. I get I don't know. It's an honest mistake. It's a... Like, I wouldn't resign over everyone seeing my dick. I might resign over, you know, people not thinking I'm competent because I can't turn off a fucking Zoom call. <laughs> and they think I'm just some incompetent boomer. But you're the IT guy. I'm, I'm absolutely not the IT guy. I'm just, look, look, look at the color of my skin. No one, no one at our company would even believe I'm the IT guy. I mean, no one knows who works there. Maybe who the new employees are. It's like, hey, that's true. That was a. I mean, you can be whatever you want when you go back to work. Just roll up. Ooh, true. Like, no one really knows what I look like. In like a suit and be like, yep, I'm, I'm in charge now. Who's like, the new guy? Basically, stage a coup when I go back. Ooh, or I could, because if everyone wears masks at work, I could just pretend to be one of my bosses. But, I mean, I don't think that will work, just because my, uh, my one boss is Chinese and I'm not. So, I think, I think they'd see through that pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I, they canceled real quick. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I don't think they'd believe, I don't think they'd believe me. I remember seeing that, if you follow Bon Appetit on uh, YouTube, mm -hmm. their editor... Uh, resigned. It was a Halloween uh, party dressed up as a Puerto Rican. Oh. They found that and then, yeah, just like a lot of shit hit the fan with him and then he resigned. And you know, oh, doesn't he live in New York though? Yep. yep. Oh, that's... And that's why you haven't seen any Damn. Bon Appetit uh, videos that's for funny. a while. That's weird to like... I, I mean, okay. I mean, if you didn't live in New York, Puerto Rican would just be a weirdly specific one, but like... You know, if you're in New York, you're probably going to run into Puerto Rican people. So oh, yeah. it's, I don't know. That seems, that seems like a, an exceptionally poor choice. And then people dug deeper and like, there was a lot of like racial problems with certain people not getting paid the same way as. Oh yeah. I remember that. Like they're, they're like. On camera. Wasn't it that they got all, they got everyone who was, who wasn't white, like, okay, you make ethnic food and then white people can make whatever they want. Oh, we'll get one of the ethnic people to chime in. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. That, that, that sucks pretty hard. Like, it, that's probably worse, like, you know, for people's livelihood than the actual costume. So, it, yeah. But I mean, the costume <clears throat> provoked that from happening. Yeah. 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 Some, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. So, all right, good for the costume. Good for the costume. <laughs> bad for the person. Yes, bad, bad for, bad for the guy. But now, but now, uh, now, now, one of their Indian hosts can can make burgers and fries like they always wanted, or to. not have a job, or not have a job. We'll see how it. We'll see how it pans out. It, they're either going to make. I think everyone's not having a job there. It's like, oh, I just, I've always wanted to make white people tacos and. And this is this is my time to shine. This is how, what I always. This is how you really do it. Yeah, it's like I'm so sick of making Indian food. 
I just want to make tacos. a grilled cheese. Forget authentic tacos. Yeah, exactly. I, I, funny enough, I've actually heard Mexican people say like, well, so they'll say white people tacos are not real tacos, but they still like them. What's a white people taco? A white people taco is like like Taco Bell, like like a taco with like ground beef and cheddar cheese. Okay. Like instead of like I don't know, like like pulled beef and, and cilantro and onions and stuff. Like like the difference between like like a like a street taco you get from like an actual Mexican person as versus opposed to Taco Bell. Right? As opposed to Taco Bell or like you, you know, the old El Paso taco kits. Like like no one like no self respecting Mexican would call it a taco, but like they they'd call it like I don't know, like white people tacos or gringo tacos. And they'd <laughs> they'd still eat it, but like it's still be, it's just funny how like it's it's like the culture like moved to America and then went back. Like it, like altered and then came back. It's just this I mean that's why it took off uh and Jemima's face off the... What about it? Her face is going to be... Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. So there's an interesting thing about that. So one of the models for Aunt Jemima from uh, the 60s, her her son's still alive, and he wants to continue using the Aunt Jemima uh, logo, but he also uh, was uh, involved in a failed lawsuit for unpaid royalties uh, from whichever company makes Aunt Jemima, PepsiCo, I think. Um, And so in that sense, like, I think part of the problem that I've heard a lot of people say about Aunt Jemima is like, it's using black people to advertise a product from which they don't benefit at all. So it's like white people using black people for advertising, but they're not getting their fair share. And then I thought like, no one, no one would object to, you, you know, a black owned business having a black person on their product. But how much is too little is where I'm getting with this. Like how, so if, if her children got a 3% royalty from Aunt Jemima sales, so they weren't, so her image isn't stolen. Does that make it better? Or is it, does it have to be a hundred percent? Depends on if they're still making royalties off of it. If they're not, what are they going to change it to? It's going to be another person's face. Yeah. I mean, Is obviously. Is the whole name going to change? Yeah. Like, obviously, people have problems, like, beyond just, you know, using the imagery and white people profiting. Like, it's, there's also, like, you know, her being a, a slave stereotype. But, you know, so there, there's a lot of layers to that one. But I, I thought it, it's interesting that he still wants it uh, to be used. And obviously, is a financial incentive to do so. But oh, yeah. I'm wondering, like, how like how how little is too little like how how much how much black ownership of that product would there have to be before it would be okay because i i think I, I maybe i'm wrong on this maybe some people would say it's never okay even if black people own the whole company right ceo of pepsico chairman etc but um I, I think some people would say if it was a black owned business it would it would be okay, be okay. Yeah. yeah and uh you watch the killer mike Yep. Uh, thing where he tries to live black for a week. Yeah. That was interesting. It was interesting, but I, I, I feel like he didn't have like a like a good set of parameters. I mean, he just went off the cuff and tried to do, see how it went out. Yeah, no, like I, I get what he's trying to do, but I, I mean, like, uh, it. He was a little hard on himself, is what I mean. Yeah, like because you know he went he went to a restaurant, uh, a black owned restaurant to eat, and he said, "Ah, crap, the the." The, the farm isn't black owned, therefore I can't eat this food. But 
I mean, you know, global supply chains being what they are, you can't really like, you know, do you, do you need like the tractors well, to be, you have to go, right? exactly. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. like do the tractors, the farmers use have to be black owned? Like does the oil in their gas tanks have to be from Nigeria? Like, like, and I, I just don't think you could actually do it. Like you can't have an, if you were, if you was to be a, like a super purist, you couldn't actually like fully sourced. Yeah. Yeah. And you couldn't do it with any race, basically. Like you couldn't, you couldn't buy exclusively uh, black or white or Asian products. products. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if you're North Korean, you could buy Korean only products, but I don't think you have much of a choice <laughs> in that. <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah, yeah, just think, I get what he means though. Like he, he's still like going within the spirit of it, but just like, Mike, I know you wanted those ribs. You could have eaten them. I wouldn't have thought less of you for eating them. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's uh he had to he had to maintain the integrity of, of the project as he saw it. Right. Uh, Kimo had to like delete his uh posts because I think he did a segment where he dressed up as Carl Malone. He had he The basketball apologized. player? Yeah. Okay. And he apologized for that. But oh, like, just because everyone's just been Wait, sorry. Which one is Kimmel and which one is Fallon? I st- <laughs> I've been over this several times and I still don't know. Fallon's the guy who's got the fake laugh and just on Tonight Show. And then okay, yeah. He's more like the, the family guy where he employs like a lot of his best friends. Which one's got like the jarhead haircut? I think that's Kimmel. Oh, okay, Kimmel. Okay, yes, good. Yeah, yeah and he, he's the one who looks, looks kind of like Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory, right? Sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like n- not totally, but like if like if there's an SNL sketch with Sheldon, he'd he'd be the one who played him. Yeah, it, he he looks more kind of like um, a guy on Brooklyn. Uh, Andy Samberg. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I can see that. Andy Samberg's way older than I expected. Sorry, Andy, but I mean that's actually a compliment. Cause <laughs> yeah. He, if if you're listening, Andy. Yeah, yeah, but you you know you you do not look like you're in your forties, but um. It, uh, back to Jimmy, uh, which one is it, Fallon or Kimmel? Kimmel, Kimmel. Kimmel. Oh, no, Fallon. Um, uh, you ever see Band of Brothers? I did. Band of Brothers, more than any other piece of media. Which was good. Which was fantastic. More than any other piece of media, like, kind of decided the male leads for 10 years later. Like, it's got James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, Jimmy Fallon, Tom Hardy. Like, just all the English leading men like in very minor bit parts and you kind of have to like look close to see them but they're there and so you know they're all kind of not quite extras like they have speaking roles but uh you know they're uh they're still there but you've got to look for hidden gems exactly hidden gems so this this movie just decided who would be famous 10 years from then right Oh, and uh, Sam Rockwell's in it as well. And David Schwimmer in his only non-Ross role that I, I know off the top of my head. I can't imagine uh, marketing that series because of all the celebrity and to fit that all on like a poster or any type of kind of like marketing material. I was talking earlier, like having done like movie posters and stuff, like that's a headache just in itself. Having to like all, all the billing kind of um, credits you have to put in, who's more famous and they have their own contracts of like appear first. And that's why if you see any like movie posters, the faces will never kind of align with the names of whoever the actor is or actress. Yeah. It's always kind of like splits from left to right of where the credits are. Played. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. And they no. pay a lot of money to get that name there. Yeah. No, fair enough. Like, yeah. Like, uh, like there was that Chinese movie a while ago that just, uh, 
that, that just had Matt Damon basically so his name could be on that poster pretty much. Yep. So that, that's that's interesting. Movie the, posters are epic. Oh yeah. So uh, just for just for context, uh, you you divide you you designed uh, the poster for uh, one of one of my favorites, uh, Ridley Scott's American Gangster, another all star film. It's got uh, Josh Brolin kind of between Goonies and uh, and Marvel. Uh, so you designed that. It's very cool. It's a Scarface poster. Yeah, very so, kind of black and white retro. Definitely yeah. inspired by Scarface. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I I really like that. Uh, that was a cool poster. It's uh, like it's simple, but it 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 like you know what the movie is about based on the design, and that's really cool. And two main actors, so you couldn't kind of mess up. The, yeah, the... you didn't fit Josh Brolin on it. Uh, Josh <laughs> Brolin, who? Yeah, no, fair enough. He wasn't that. Famous at the time, I guess. But uh, he's just the guy from the Goonies. Right. So that's why whenever you have like a lot of movies with a lot of uh, cast, like you see a lot of like floating head posters. Uh, that's fair. Of hierarchy. You didn't put RZA on the poster. RZA is in that movie, and he's not on the poster. <laughs> you gotta leave someone out. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. RZA, man. Uh, and uh, and uh, so just so the oh, audience also, knows. Also, yeah, and like the big studios, they don't give a shit about the posters. Oh yeah. They, like not even a little bit. No, as long as contractually obligated names appear where they're supposed to be and their faces. Ooh. And they can sell off the poster, then they'll like it. Okay, so actually, that reminds me of something, and you got to answer this. You got—I've always wondered this. So there's been a there's a couple movies I've seen where uh, the trailer has nothing to do with the movie. Right. I'm talking about Kangaroo Jack. If anyone remembers Kangaroo Jack? That was from like the early aughts, and if you were a child back then, you went to the theaters to see Kangaroo Jack because there's a five second clip of like a cartoon talking kangaroo wears a sweater but when you get to the theater you find out that five second clip is all there is there's only five seconds of the talking kangaroo and it's in a dream it's not real like there's no actual talking kangaroo and the movie is really really boring yep they also did that with like almost the exact same thing with snow dogs like the talking animals were all a dream they were trying to trick the kids into the theater and i will never forgive you hollywood never forgive you you got me twice on that sorry so my question about that is, is like, is it the same? You said the studios don't care about the poster. Is it the same thing with the trailer? And is that why trailers can have nothing to do with the actual movie? Pretty much. The reason why like trailers or teasers are either they share too much or not enough is because the studios usually have to make kind of like a product of what the movie and kind of sell what the movie is before it actually gets made or before they actually shoot it. So they have kind of like a summary of what this tr- movie is going to be like, and then they have to sell it. And we, we got to use this pre-trailer to sell the whole movie after it's done. So that's where you get like a lot of whole stories within the trailer. And yeah, I just watched this trailer. Why am, I, <laughs> why am I going to the movies and watching this? Because they had to summarize what that whole movie is to sell it. Okay, that makes sense. But it, it's a it's a tough balancing act just because like, you like you said, you want people to actually go see the movie and not just the trailer. But at the same time, you have to make sure people know what the movie's about. So if they're interested, they go see it. Like a movie I never thought I'd see was uh, Arrival, because uh, you know the trailers. Uh, the trailer kind of makes it seem like oh, it's an alien first contact movie. It doesn't seem very interesting. There's no real violence or anything. It seems kind of drab. But it's a really good movie. Right. I mean, it also depends on the studio's <clears throat> budget. Like sometimes they'll shoot a whole new trailer. 
based yeah. on the footage after it gets made to highlight what it's about. And that's why you'll see some really good trailers and a lot of them are really shitty. Yeah. The, uh, one of the, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite trailers is, uh, Overlord or Nazi Zombies the movie. It's, it, it's, it, it's very intense, very, very violent, very like, Gets your blood pumping to see this movie. And does the movie deliver? It doesn't. Kind of. So that's <laughs> the thing. That's the thing. So like it, uh, it's it's one of the best trailers I've ever seen. But um, because like they basically made a montage of the exciting parts of the movie, and I would say this is probably a successful trailer because it would get me to go see it. And I don't, I don't think it ruined the movie for me right. uh, seeing it, but um, yeah, the montage was just better suited to get me what, excited. That's and probably what made the studios buy it. Yeah, and it, it just wasn't as a, the movie itself just wasn't as exciting. Which it's not a bad movie. It's just uh, not a good movie. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say that. It's just like it. It's not nearly as exciting as the trailer. Overhyped. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but I, I, I'm hesitant to even call it overhyped because that in that way it's just good marketing. The, the trailer didn't lie to me. Like the movie is about exactly what the trailer says it's about. Like you just, you just over expect. Yeah, exactly. It was more. Um, and it's not even lying about the tone, really. It's just like, and that this is kind of the nature of the commercial. It, the pacing was a little faster. Yeah, so that you know threw you off. Yeah, threw me off. Threw me off pretty bad. <laughs> now, King Kong's like that too. Just uh, you ever see the two thousand five King Kong? Who's in that? Uh, Jack Actress. Black, Jack Black, Adrian, and Adrian Brody oh, yeah. are the I main guys. I did not guys. see that. Okay. I had Jack Black. You refuse to see Jack Black well, movies? King Kong movies in general. You won't see King Kong movies. I see the older ones, but not the most recent. Kong Skull Island is great. It's be- For some reason, it has the whole cast of the NWA movie. Wow. Yeah, like, they just like, hey, you guys, you guys want to be in the King Kong movie after playing Dr. Dre and Easy? <laughs> You seem like you'll be perfect, and as uh, John C. Riley, who uh, plays like uh, like uh, they're on they're on an island, and he plays like a like a crashed World War II pilot, and it's the seventies, so he's been there for a couple yeah. decades, and uh, he shot down a Japanese pilot who's there who's there with him, and so they kind of had to learn to live with each other and work together, kind of get over their um, animosity to one another, touching, touching in that way, touching can come. Yeah, exactly. The touching Kong Skull Island movie, but uh, I've yet to see. But so the 2005 one, it's it's kind of boring just because it lingers too much. I expected. Yeah, like it just it lingers too much on nothing, like on, on shots that don't really accomplish anything. They don't set anything up. There's no shots. Yeah, exactly. It just stays there, and the movie's like three hours, so it, it really doesn't need to be there. And I found I was like playing it at double time and it was still too slow it was like okay stop looking at the door stop looking at the child it's like, longer than the irishman uh no nothing's longer than the irishman <laughs> tanem and i made the terrible mistake of actually seeing the irishman in theaters even though you know everyone normally watched it on netflix in 20 minute chunks we went to see it in theaters and we did not look up how long it was so long it's it's almost four hours. Like you know, with rounding, it's comfortably like if you round it, it's four hours. Pace yourself. Yeah, yeah, that was a long, long movie. Like I didn't have any problem. Like I didn't have to piss really badly at the end of the movie, but like, like my ass was very sore by the end of it. Like watching The Irishman in, in one sitting is 
painful. It's hard. It's a rough time. Yeah, I don't. It, I don't think I could see watch two movies in a row like like that long or just in general. No, not not that. I I just mean like two two hour movies. That movie was basically the same as two two hour movies. So like a double feature and like some of the drive in. So because of COVID, all the drive ins are opening up, and a lot of the drive ins do like double features. So they'll do like okay, we do Jaws and then we do ET, and you can watch both. I don't think I can do it. Did you go to that? No, I haven't gone yet. Not but yet? I don't think I can do it. I do a double feature that's like each is 90 minutes. So like the Grindhouse double feature where it's uh, Planet Terror and... Um, it's like a Netflix episode. Yeah, exactly. I think they're 80 minutes each. So it's a little under three hours uh, for the double feature. Not bad. But yeah. like two like full length movies can't do it. Like that's that's not a thing I can do. Yeah, It would just like I get to the end because... You can always sleep in your car. Yeah. I, I also like... Yeah, yeah, that's true, I guess. I don't like sleeping in cars, though. Yeah. But you notice, like, movies kind of between, uh, between, like, 80 minutes and, let's say, two hours, ten minutes, like, they don't... Or even two and a half hours, they don't feel that much longer than each other. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it also feels about the same too, amount of time. Right. Yeah, that, that is true. Like, pacing has a lot to do with it. Like, Sometimes if it's slow at the beginning and then picks up, you're like, what did I just watch for the first hour? Yeah. It, we were talking about Enemy earlier. You've seen Enemy? Yeah. So, Enemy is an interesting movie. It's by Canadian filmmaker Denis Villeneuve, who also made Blade Runner 2049, Sicario, Arrival, uh, and uh, Prisoners, and the new Dune movie, uh, hopefully coming out 2020. in 2020, you know, quote unquote 2020. Uh, but so he made this movie enemy, which uh, Toronto listeners, you know, there's a lot of Toronto in this movie. It is aggressively in Toronto and it's, it, it doesn't try and hide it. It doesn't try to pretend it's not Toronto, like the CN towers and a bunch of shots, uh, the Marilyn Monroe buildings in Mississauga play it's prominently. Like, uh, in the movie. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, it's, it, exactly. It's like it's like Scott Pilgrim, but you know, not nearly as fun. But so that movie's only ninety minutes. It it feels much longer. Yeah. Like when you get to the end, you're like, it's what, been more than. What did I watch? Yeah. What the hell was that? I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but there's there's a there's a bit of a surprise there at the end. The the ending's kind of like. It comes out of nowhere, and you the thing you will say at the end of the movie is, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's only 90 minutes. But it's, uh, you either say, okay, or what the fuck? Like, those are the only two actual responses. And you Google what the whole thing was about. Yes, exactly. And, you know. It defeats the purpose of watching the movie, because you didn't get it the first time. Yeah, that's fair. I really, it really doesn't hold your hand, though, so I really didn't get it the first time mostly because like when i thought of, when i actually was starting to get it i thought like oh no that must be wrong like uh there's a scene uh the scene with his mother i get two of the characters mixed up so i think it's one of the characters but it's actually the other one and i thought oh okay that that's interesting that means they're uh, <laughs> i i can't really i don't want to spoil right. it but um everyone everyone who wants to watch it stop listening for like 30 seconds Okay, so uh, I when he was with his mother, I thought I thought it, I was watching one of the characters. Uh, I was I thought I was watching the school teacher, which was the but, other character. Exa- but then she uh, talks about his acting career, but it's still actually the guy. And I was right, and I thought, and I got confused, and then realized, like, okay, they're the same person. But um, it, it was, uh, yeah. The ending is spiders, by the way. Like, there's just spiders spoilers, out of nowhere. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Okay, spoilers over. Yeah. 
So that was that, that was interesting. I, I, I don't want to say I'm disappointed by the movie, but it was definitely uh, definitely a little confusing. I don't know if I like it better now that I... Yeah. Uh, which is why I don't think I actually like it more now that I get it, you know? A lot of movies are like that. Yeah, it didn't actually help. Whereas other movies, um, I, I, I find I've come to appreciate them a little more if I if I understand what they're actually going for. A lot of people didn't get the, the Witcher series at first because there's different timelines. Yeah. They all thought it happened at the same time. And no, there's a bunch of different timelines that kind of intersect together at the end. So. Yeah. It, it's especially confusing because, like, in in a medieval setting, there's not really, like, markers yeah. of what Like, you know... Of time lapse. Exactly. Like, 1280 looks basically like... 1370 yeah. like you know they're they're a long time apart but they, they nothing meaningful at least for me could be discerned from like costume or setting clothes went from light brown to dark brown exactly yeah like it, it just it just wouldn't happen so i actually um like the reason i kind of gave up halfway through it for the reasons you're suggesting which is like i obviously i didn't get it because there were all these uh Time timeline skips, and I, I did get that there were timeline skips. It's just that I didn't watch far enough in that all the timelines could be part of a cohesive whole. Right, like I didn't think of them as being part of the same story. I didn't see how the stories related to one another. So, do you think like you kind of have to know the video games a little bit to get it, or no? Because the video games don't work that way. It's all it's fairly linear, like. No, but I mean, like, get this. Like, if you have to know the lore to get the show. No, I think they do a good job of explaining it. Like, there's so much more detail. Okay. All right. So, good to know. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> well, that, that, that still makes less sense to me. Just because, like, watch it, yeah, all right, fine. I'll watch it. But if, if you know going into it that there's different timelines, it'll, it'll make a lot more sense. No, so, like, I, I did figure that out. It, it's just, like, it, it wasn't. Um, Maybe I just need to watch. Obvious off the bat, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not obvious off the bat. Like I did, I figured it out maybe like three episodes in, but it it still didn't help because like to me, like all the stories were very separate. Whereas like Game of Thrones is similar in that like it starts out with all these different storylines, but you immediately kind of understand how they relate to one another. Like, well. Maybe not completely. I rewatched the first season of Game of Thrones and it, it made a lot more, like, there, there's stuff, there there were plot points that I just totally overlooked. Like, who killed John Aaron? Like, I totally forgot who that John Aaron getting assassinated is what set off the whole thing. Spoilers. It, yeah, because it's just, oh, come on, that happens the first episode. I mean, some people haven't watched Game of Thrones. Yeah, but the first, it doesn't count. The first, <laughs> set up for the first episode is John Aaron was assassinated. I didn't say who killed him, but like, it, it ultimately, it seems to be inconsequential who did by the end of it. People like, die in that series. Yeah, like, but you just forget about it. Like, that's the thing that's set up, like, in Game of Thrones, you just forget about shit that happened in the first season, because it, took so long yeah netflix came out with like a, a release a couple years ago saying that it usually takes four to five episodes of a series for someone to that seems like a lot it is but i mean that's why a lot of it series are short like eight episodes okay fair enough that, that i guess that makes sense it's just yeah no it, it's like it's five of, episodes is a commitment with breaking bad i figured like i wanted to watch this Pretty quickly. Game of Thrones is a bit of a slow burn at the beginning. So, like, I, I can see Game of Thrones. Breaking Bad was a bit slow in the beginning, though. I know, but they 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 did a good job at, like, kind of starting where it got exciting. And then you want to know 
Like, because he starts out, like, pointing the gun down. Yeah, it builds up to it. Yeah. You want to know what happened to get him there. Yep. But, uh, man, Game of Thrones is like, I can't watch it. I don't think I can watch it again from the beginning because I know, well, now I know what happens and I know it's a bad show. Like, the, like the ending has retroactively ruined the whole thing because I know, like, you know, you spend the whole time thinking, how is it going to be resolved? Who's going to die? And who's exactly. And I think it's kind of ruined. For that reason. Yeah, I mean, like, everyone's got their own opinion of how they wanted it to end. And yeah, obviously, most of the series was based off the books. And then a lot of the books were made after continue. So that's why they're saying that a lot of the storyline was shitty. Yeah, which, like, I think the thing that bothers me the most is there's, like, there's a bunch of plot lines that get abandoned kind of hastily at the end. That's like with every book. Yeah, and then, which, to be fair, is not necessarily Weiss and Benioff's fault, because, like, I'm almost certain that George R. R. Martin doesn't know what to do with some of these plot lines either. He just adds to it, yeah. Exactly. So, like, uh, like all the shit in Karth, he doesn't know what to do with it. That's a huge plot line that was just dropped, and it's never going to come up even when he writes the books. But it, it's... It, it's the fact that I know those certain things don't have a resolution... Or and a lot of questions don't get answered. That kind of ruins the show. Watching it again, yeah, like because you ultimately never find out. Spoilers: who the White Walkers are, how they're there, and why they do what they do. You ultimately learn nothing about them, and I feel like you were supposed to. Like I wanted to know what they were and more what their more deal backstory. Was. Yeah, like I wanted to understand like their motivation and like how it tied in the rest of the story but it 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 was just kind of hastily tied up and a lot of things didn't get explained like i don't fault martin for some of what he does because i get that he kills people off at inconvenient times not just to keep the reader on their toes but i think because he thinks uh literature should kind of reflect real life and real history and shakespeare a lot of his stuff that's why he kills off characters i mean that too but also like People die at inconvenient times. I think he would say people die at inconvenient times in his show because people die at inconvenient times in real life. Yeah. Like, uh, like the Hundred Years' War, like, you know, Henry V sets himself up to be king of France as long as he outlives uh, the current king of France. And then he just dies of a disease at the age of 35 out of nowhere. And uh, that's, that's just... It, that's kind of the thing that happens in real life, but not in movies. Cause yeah, you don't expect it. Especially when the character gets built. Exactly, yeah. Like, you know, we we want... we Well, we want stories to be about our own agency. Like, not things we don't have control over. And really. characters to live on and kind of pass on. Exactly, yeah. What they know and knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's... It, it, I, I think we we wouldn't like a story ruled by like the randomness of nature and not like you, you know the motivation and determinations of its characters yeah yeah but they need to start making like villain movies solely based on like the other side like you mean like like suicide squad no not tenem wants more not, suicide squad not bad <laughs> villain movies good ones like, like, uh, give me an example. Like, uh, like, what's what's a villain movie, or does one really exist? I mean, Joker was a good one. Okay, yeah, that, that's like that is a more of a villain movie than an anti-hero. Yeah, but mm. I mean, like, they could have made Venom so much better. Yeah, Venom. He was. He's a villain. He's not a good guy. He's not trying to help. And like, 
have a you know, he's got a split personality, but kills people and doesn't give a shit. <laughs> but just I don't know. Maybe that doesn't make them interesting characters. Like if, but you only see one side of all okay. like hero movies. Like there's a hit hero and the villain, and the hero always wins. And but I feel like I always feel like uh like if you told uh, a villain's story from the from their perspective, then they're the hero. I mean, that's what they did with like Breaking Bad. Yeah, like, but and not even necessarily Dexter. just an antihero. Like it, it's um. Like, because you understand their motivations going all the way through, like, it, it necessary or, well, not necessarily, but, like, I mean, for a good story, they'd have to have a compelling motivation beyond just being evil. And I think if they went through that and established that and the hero was just kind of someone who was in their way, then they're immediately, like, the, immediately the villain is the hero, like, just from the point of view of the story. I guess it depends on how you kind of, sculpted yes. but but also batman is a villain like just unironically batman is a villain batman is just like a billionaire who goes around beating up poor people does, for yeah. fun yeah <laughs> like he just like does like extrajudicial ass kicking that's what batman does <laughs> that's yeah so it's a, i think you you probably do like uh i don't know like um like you know people are talking about like defunding the police and like police are kind of you know archetypal good guys in our mythology and, uh, you know, heroes are kind of the same thing in that, like, they, uh, they make society better through ass kicking. And, you know, maybe, and people are kind of starting to question whether that's actually good for society. Well, there's so, a line to that, right? No, yeah, yeah, obviously. I think there's, like, there is, there are situations where ass kicking is required, but I think generally there's probably too many situations where ass kickers are assigned to do non-ass kicking jobs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I guess I would put my views on that that way. I'm I'm not like a. Some people like think if you, if you just have robust social programs that no one will ever do anything bad. But I I don't I don't think that's true. Like you know Ted Bundy didn't do bad things because he was underprivileged necessarily, or Jeffrey Dahmer didn't do bad things because he was underprivileged but maybe he's psychologically disturbed you can certainly argue that but i i think you know at least at the very least serial killers i think will always exist there's something yeah like some people are just born that way like a minority i think a minority of people are born monsters like of people who end up being criminals i think like it's it's a very small amount of people who are arrested and go to jail and even among murderers like it's probably a minority yeah there, there's definitely some people who just can't be in society like through one means or another like they're they're just like uh, like ed kemper not meant to be yeah yeah exactly ed kemper is is just like you, you know killed his grandparents at age 15 really smart guy he, he's on the top of my list of people i'd never want to be in prison with why well so so he's he's interesting uh, for kind of two reasons. So like the first is that despite like the stereotype of uh, serial killers being intelligent, most serial killers are idiots. Like they're not very intelligent people. Like it, it's it, they're often of below average intelligence because people who are psychopaths and are intelligent realize that it's self destructive and so go about their lives a little more rationally and don't they don't kill people because they have empathy they don't kill people because they realize it's not in their interests yeah. whereas ed kemper 
still kills people, but he has like a significantly above average intelligence. Like to the point where he was like able to trick prison psychologists into letting him out and continue killing people. And, there's your next movie. But also, he's a huge guy. Like, he's like six foot eight, 300 pounds. Like, he would, he would just rip me to pieces and then do funny shit to my body. Like, Sign him up, Netflix. Exactly. Yeah. But he was already on Mindhunter, so. Right. We, we already got him. We already got him. But, like, so he, I don't know. I think he's he's probably broken soul of sorts. Like, just, just born wrong. But maybe I'm wrong on that. But yeah, anyway, uh, there you have uh, my contemplation on human nature. <laughs> Keep contemplating. Exactly. That's that's what you should do, people. Keep contemplating. And with that, I think we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms. And don't forget to follow us on social media, uh, podcast underscore above on Twitter and the above average podcast everywhere else. See you guys next time. See you guys later. Bye.